You're listening to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. Hey, what's up, World Wide Web? It's Brandon. And it's Alex. And it's Frank. And we're filmmakers. And we're also drinking bourbon. Kind of. Not really. <laughs> it's early. Usually. Not cheers, cheers. Cheers. Or water. Cheers, cheers Frank. All right. Yeah. So Frank, Frank the man of steel is in the building. Frank the tank. What's up, buddy? Everything. Yeah? Everyone knows about Frank, but... Uh, I don't know that everybody knows about Frank. I don't think people have heard your voice yet. No, we, yeah. we teased. We set him up last like, well, a couple I know. episodes What I mean is people know who Frank is. He's our producer. <laughs> Frank, tell us about yourself. Not your like inner soul, like who you are. <laughs> you should go ahead and tell us. I definitely like to uh, operate in the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> A dark keep, soul. Keep a mysterious uh, quality <laughs> to myself. Frank, who are you? Where'd you come from? So um, I'm actually from Dayton and uh, lived in Dayton since I was in kindergarten. Um, I'm a filmmaker and um, basically in elementary school is when I started uh, just shooting short films and stuff with uh, all my friends and Basically, back then, there was no internet, there was no resources, there was no podcasts like this, and it was just us and friends figuring it out on so, ourselves. So, what were you guys, sh- preschool? Like, what? Not preschool. What, what were you shooting on? Fourth grade. Fourth, all right. Fourth, preschool. Fourth, <laughs> fourth grade, that's fine. Fourth grade. A three-year-old running around so with I had, You started early. I had uh, the only thing, we only had access to one thing, and it was just a camera. It was my parents' Sony 8mm yeah. um, shoulder-mounted, like the very first model of the... Um, video camera, eight millimeter format, not film. Whoa, what? I don't even know about video this. tape. Was it ba- like before beta? It looks like a little cassette tape, huh? Nice. It's before uh, those DV tapes. It was uh, tape based. It was a uh, digital signal, but it re- recorded analogly. Interesting. Onto the, uh, the old tape. school, man. Man, yeah. you're taking it to the old school. And so it was just. Uh, back and forth with the camera and a vcr pause stop to edit oh yeah and nice so what kind of what were you guys doing what kind of stuff were you making <laughs> just like weird films yeah, just stupid things that like army men <laughs> filming little I figures the, uh, the first the first thing i did is i i took my micro machines and uh yeah. made just a stop motion yes video dude micro <laughs> machines are amazing Isn't and like the it, precursor to hot wheels <laughs> They're no, smaller than Hot Wheels. No, Hot Wheels were out first. They were they're like uh, Yeah, like from the twenties. Yeah, I don't even know. Microsoft are, are amazing. Gotcha. Okay. I forget. And it's been a while since I've They I had that child, guy with the Brad. fast with the fast commercials. The micro machines. He talks really fast. Every commercial. <laughs> anyway. So all right. So you're making so, short films. Yep. Where how'd that where did you go from there? So from there, uh, right out of high school, I started shooting wedding videos and Honestly, just had the soul sucked out of me for the next six years. But you're, are you, were you making money at this point? Or was On, this uh, weddings for free? No, no, it was not for free. Gotcha. I, the idea going into it was to, back in high school, I was buying gear and like none of it was computer based. So like after high school, like it was all obsolete, like mm-hmm. immediately. Um, so it was, the idea was like, I'll shoot these wedding videos, which I hated and uh, I'll have money to buy dvd burners and cameras and stuff like that and i just got just sucked in this like downward spiral mm. trap with that the loop of yeah. death the gear trap yeah yeah well it's and, also the trap of if you don't if you don't work on what you want to work on you'll never work on what you want to work on <laughs> let that simmer i'm trying <laughs> <laughs> gotta turn the heat up to let that simmer yeah yeah so you gotta you gotta you gotta seek out and you have to do the jobs you wanna do so that you can keep doing those jobs. Absolutely. That's like when we tell people when they ask for real advice, like, ah, yeah, how should yeah, I structure yeah, yeah. my reel? It's like, yeah. well what do you want to shoot? Put that on your reel. Yeah. If you don't want to shoot it, don't show it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so got you, stuck in a horrible So you're in the spiral of death with weddings. Yep. And then what? So I got totally burnt out, took about a year off trying to figure out what I was going to do, and then decided I was going to shoot videos for companies, do a bunch of corporate work. And still, I, I to this day, I still love doing that, like just as much as doing narrative stuff. Cool. Um, 
Is that like talk, talking head style or the kind of newer brand documentary type stuff? All. All of it? Yeah. I've, I've done commercials, talking heads, training videos, just social media, little videos. Cool. Awesome. So you... You applied a lot of what you probably learned in the wedding video phase of, you know, everything from composition, framing, storytelling, timing, editing, and you decided let's shift this over towards people that have budgets (laughs) and don't have uh, the intensity that their life depends on capturing the moment of their loved wedding. Exactly. Yes. And you would would think most of that would have transferred over, but actually... I'd learned those skills before I did the st- started doing the wedding videos, and the wedding videos I just got into like a routine and just zoned out creatively and didn't learn anything nice. while I was doing that. So it was nice to pick up back up where I actually started and where I loved. But yeah, the the payment thing is uh, pretty funny. Like the first very first like TV commercial I did is like super local commercial, and I like oh man, I can do this thirty second video and get paid more than I get for. Mm-hmm. A two-hour wedding video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you have to spend your entire weekend capturing the life of their wedding. Yeah, and deal with personalities. On, yeah, you putting, get the Johnny Depp personality yeah. with the local commercial budget. Can yes. I get the <laughs> Can I get the high heel veil shot along with the double ring shot? And <laughs> <laughs> let me videotape the reveal of when I step out of the room and he sees me for the first time. Perfect. <laughs> and I don't. I don't want to knock uh, wedding videographers. It just wasn't. No, my it's thing. a beautiful thing. I mean, people. There, I've seen some wedding videos that have blown my mind. Yeah, there are these uh, awesome. There's a company that does these great uh, Indian weddings. Yeah, they're Those shot. One, the ones that last like three days. They're shot on like Alexa. Yeah, and they're like, like hundred thousand dollar wedding videos. Full G and E crew, like yeah. just the Techno whole deal. Crane, Techno crane, drone, cranes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no. There's a there's a place for that. If yeah. you are into There's a spectrum. If you are sure. into <laughs> documentary love stories, uh, go for it. Yeah, but not like only a specific moment in time. Yeah. Not like from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> only the good stuff. Yeah. You just take yeah. all the bad. What yeah. if maybe we should start a company that just films divorces? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's kind of cool. Like uh, it's like you know what I mean? I think there's something to there's some beauty in that. Like, okay, you know what? We captured the 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 beauty of the the honeymoon in the intro. Yeah. Let's capture like the the stoic realism of the destruction. Exactly. And our tagline could be "You tied the knot. Now let us cut it." <laughs> <laughs> this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. All right, this is amazing. Actually, I like this idea. Oh, oh what a great funny. thing! Yeah, exactly. Anyways, all right. So <laughs> you you do you're now at a place you're 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 getting paid to do this sort of stuff for a living. And all of a sudden, you see that this crazy podcast <laughs> with two guys that drink bourbon and talk about filmmaking are in desperate need of a producer. And for whatever reason, you decided that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> so now you're sitting here. Why the hell did you agree to this? So um, I actually run another podcast that is uh, a music-based podcast. And uh, it's kind of been on a break because the other person with me had uh, a baby and he's been taking some time off with it. So I was kind of itching to do a podcast and I've always wanted to do a film related podcast. And if I know that there are people heading the project that are competent and are doing a really good job, I don't have to be doing it myself. I'm fine working with other people doing it. And that checked all the right boxes for me. I I have an even more basic question. How in the hell... Did you find us, hear about us, <laughs> and start listening? Um, actually, the, I randomly saw a post on Sofa. On ah. it, and I immediately just jumped cool. on it. And I checked it out. I had uh, the, the name of the podcast wasn't unfamiliar to me, but I had honestly <laughs> never listened to an episode wow. nice. until uh, Brandon said, hey, come down here. And I tried to listen to like two episodes on the way down. My awesome. drive. So that's great. And so now I'm, social media. All right. I'm actually caught up on all the episodes now. So uh, cool. Wait a second. Was, You've actually listened to every episode. Yeah. So about a month, I've gone through 73 episodes. That's so. like a full time job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. Wow. Why I would have never have thought you would have done that. 
I, don't, I have not even listened to no. all 74 episodes. <laughs> I think as a producer, it's it's your responsibility. Yeah. Had yeah. you guys had like 400 episodes? Mm, yeah. Different story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, dude. Well, awesome. we're, we're yeah. super glad to have you. Yeah, uh, welcome you, aboard. You've been rocking it like we've been uh, talking about doing scheduling and yeah. idea generation, the whole, whole nine yards. Uh, so welcome aboard, man. Thanks. Yeah, we're super excited. So, uh, one of the things that we just I want to jump right into is, um, you know, what? No, let's hold off on that. What? I was going to get into like his master plan, but maybe we should hold off and get to know him a little better. He likes to keep things in the dark, Brandon. All right, let's just. Well, <laughs> we're going to wait for that. We're going to we're going to wait for that. Let's just let's get to let's continue to get to know Frank a little bit. Yeah, well, let's so go, let's got, jump into likes. I've got but... three questions for Frank. I'm sure there are questions nobody's ever heard before, so continue. <laughs> My first question is, what are you watching, buddy? Um, so my wife likes cop dramas. I'm not a huge fan of them myself, mm-hmm. but in order to spend time with her, I put up with some of them. Uh, like Blue Bloods? <sighs> I'm not a fan. <laughs> right, are we talking TV shows or movies? TV shows. Okay. TV series. She actually doesn't like movies. Like Hill Street Blues? No. <laughs> <laughs> CSI so, Miami. She likes the CSI, NCIS, oh, Chicago PD, Law and Order. LL Cool. She likes LL Cool J. And uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy who was in Mad Love. Is that NCIS? Cur- curly hair. Who's that guy? I don't know. Brandon O'Donnell. Something O'Donnell. Mark O'Donnell. No idea. <laughs> I don't watch cop dramas. Okay, so, so <laughs> there's dramas. only been two that she's liked that I've been able to put up with, and one is Psych. Mm. And then the other one's a show called Lucifer, which oh yeah, yeah. I've heard things good things about that. Yeah, it's it has an interesting twist for a cop show because it's the devil working sure. with the police department, and that's weird. Awesome, definitely a creative twist. All right, so you're watching cop drama. <laughs> yep. What um, else? So I uh, I watched this uh, documentary called Raiders. Brandon hates documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> Raiders. Yes. Okay. Um. It's called the greatest fan film. It's about these. Oh yeah, you've heard of it. I, it, I know. Yeah, somebody on my last movie was telling me about this. I Continue. Don't know. Yeah, so it's these, uh, just like what I used to do as a kid. These kids that had just finished watching Indiana Jones uh, oh, okay. in the theater, um, the fir- um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and so they decided to do a shot-for-shot remake. And of course, they jumped into like on a limited budget. <laughs> yeah. Limited budget, but man, I don't. The uh, this they built sets and stuff in their their parents' house, like in their basement. Like they said, they had like sets set up for like six years. Like this was a project that they worked on from junior high until their adult life. So it's it. it's for them. It's it's not a prod. It's not a the end is not the point. This thing needs to live forever. Maybe they love the process. You ought to watch it. All right. It, all right. It's, so it's it, honest. It documents the process of it? It's more of just the story of them making this mm. film and going through and then like the, because the, you know, they're, they're aging as they're making these scenes. So, and they're not shooting in an order. So the age of the characters keeps Jumps varying. Around. And uh, uh, like they do, um, they decided they had uh, two scenes, which weren't um, shot yet. Um, that weren't finished originally when they stopped shooting it um, back in high school. And so they got together as adults and they let's do a, a fundraising campaign and let's finish this this movie. <laughs> and uh, and so like the last scenes like just got out of hand, honestly. And it's actually kind of sad in a pathetic way to see like kids with so much potential, like what happens. Uh, wow, I'm them. intrigued right now. I love it. And it's called Raiders. Okay, yes. cool. That's awesome. Uh, on the topic of documentaries, yeah, I watched two this weekend. Which two? I watched um, Alone. Alone in the... I tweeted it. So You did. Uh, I'm a big fan T- of tweeter? the tweeters. Yeah. So if you, if you ever want to know what I'm watching or what I'm up to, just follow me on at Brandon Ferris on Twitter. I always post the cool things that I find, the films that I watch. So... I use it as sort of a repository, so I'm going to it now to try to find it. Um, I was going to say it was called The Great Alone. The Great Alone, and it's about this guy who lives in Alaska. He grew up. His dad won the Iditarod, and he he always wanted approval from his father, and he never really quite got it. And he was kind of a screw up kid, 
And later on in life, he decides, I'm going to run the Iditarod. And he goes on not only to win the Iditarod like his father, but he wins four in a row. Dynasty. This guy is like the man. It's an amazing tale. It's beautifully shot. Um, it's not. It's not. Uh, when I say beautifully shot, I mean it from a sense of the story and the landscape is is beautiful. This is not the best cinematography you ever see, mm. but it's just it's great, and I think you'll like it. I had you know I had tears going. It's a touching, moving, compelling story that is significant. The human element, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was good. So I watched Sweet. that, and then I watched um, a film called Aspergers Are Us. And it's about a group of four kids who have Aspergers, and they just, they formed a comedy troupe. And so it's a film about their comedy troupe, but it's really a film about them. But it gives you a really interesting insight into Aspergers, and it's um it's just a touching little piece. It's great. Wow. And that was produced by the Duplass brothers. Oh, nice. Comedic. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Dude, I watched a documentary, or I started you one. You did. Yeah, you're normally not. Do- you, I mean, that's not, 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 you like documentaries. I love them, but that's not your like go-to. You're no, usually my, like action sci-fi guy. Yeah, I want to see something movies. you know beautifully, you know, photographed sure. cinematography and everything. Uh, I started a the new Werner Herzog movie. Oh, lo and behold, reveries of the connected. And world. now we sit in the boost and we feel the energy between three young men. You're on like the, a Mexican Herzog. On, You're like on the podcast. <laughs> the podcast is a fuel into the mind oh, of the freedom of the man. His is his is a little <laughs> more like throaty. It's like I love him. Man. And now we yeah. see the <laughs> origins of the internet. Yeah, oh, it's, it's dude, so it's good. good. Are you a fan? Do you like his stuff? That's all right. Really, Werner. <laughs> Werner's the man. Oh, I think he's weird. I, I mean, Grizzly it. Man's a classic. It's all good. Weirdest. It's, it's all good. Weirdest ever. So you like it, lo and behold? Uh, yeah, I'm about halfway through right now because uh, Kristen came home and we wanted to watch uh, something dramatic in that uh, yeah. documentary style. It's fantastic, though. He interviews Elon Musk, all these kind of uh, tech titans, innovators, about basically how the internet started what it impacted in our life, where it's going, uh, issues caused by it. It's really cool. Cool. Yeah. I've got to segue into non-documentary, and I want to hear what you guys are watching out of that space, but I'm watching a show that is a mash. It is a, or a mesh. It's What's the what's the place where the ocean, the salt water meets the other thing? What's that called? The brash? It's called something. It's called the mesh or the brash, or it's the called... Brash. It's you're, like, you're brash. It's but... like where salt water meets... <laughs> Uh, freshwater, and yeah. you have like dolphins and sharks that live in freshwater because there's like enough of both. Anyway, Alex can look that up. Yeah, let me Google that. What I'm you. trying to get at is this is a a series that is fully documentary and fully narrative fiction at the same time, seamlessly interwoven, and it's unbelievably done. And I'm talking about the series on Nat- National Geographic Mars. It is awesome. I hear amazing things. Oh my gosh. They take they take a fictional story of a group of people in NASA's future program that are on the actual mission to Mars. And there's scenes on Mars, they're in the rocket ships, everything is there. And they tell this story. Meanwhile, they are the whole thing is piece together like a documentary so you're seeing these interviews where people are talking off camera like a documentary from people like Elon Musk and Neil deGrasse Tyson and they're all talking about what it's going to take to get to Mars then like right after you see an interview with Neil deGrasse Tyson it cuts to one of the fictional characters the same documentary style interview they're talking off camera just as if they're a part of the documentary talking about their anxieties about what it's going to be like when they when they fly to Mars before they launch the trip. And so you're watching this thing, and it's seamlessly cutting, and you're like, I know that's a fictional person, but it it is it works so well. And it's just gorgeous, and it's beautiful, and it's... I can't say enough things about this. Watch this show. But beyond that, you actually see these scenes of them on Mars and stuff, Yes, right? the yeah. whole thing is shot, and it's, and it, and it's believable. It, it looks... Real, you would if you 
were not savvy enough, you could watch this thing and think these people are on Mars. Like it's really well done. And the, it's, uh, I looked it up. It's, it's actually, um, it's shot on the red something. Dragon. It's, it's shot on red. Yep. And it's, it's the perfect camera for that project. Cause it's got this crispy little sci-fi type yeah. thing. It just, it's awesome. And anyway, I highly recommend it. It's this great, Interbred world. It's the best thing I've ever seen that blends fiction interbred and new word unfiction. Sweet. Hey, by the way, there you go. Uh, it's called Brackish Water. Thank you. I knew it was something. But the area where the river, where the freshwater meets the ocean, is yes. called an estuary. Wow. An estuary. I like that. Leads to brackish water. Okay. Do you know that, Frank? Learned it on the National Geographic channel. There yeah, you go. nice. <laughs> Which is where Mars is. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so with that said, have you guys ever uh, seen a show like that? Or if not, no. then go ahead and trek through the brackish water into the ocean mm. of fiction. I love Whoa. that segue. You just blew my mind. Woo! Woo! Straight out of the estuary. Let's start with you, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> ignore, ignore the estuary and the brackishness. But uh, what are you watching? Fiction-wise, movie-wise, yourself, movie, movie not wise, to interact with your wife. I still want to go see the new Star Wars. I okay. haven't seen that yet. But um, actually, I the thing I watched most recently was an older movie, um, Contact. Yes. There was a project I was working on, and we were referencing, there was a hallway scene with a mirror. Um, and so we watched that clip on YouTube, and like that night I went home and just watched the whole movie. Hmm. Again, I hadn't seen it since it came out, and I know when I when it came out, I was really disappointed like in the fact that they built a second machine. I thought that was a huge cop out. Yeah. And uh I watched it again and I got past that part. Like I was like okay, I can maybe buy it if that guy is that eccentric. Mm-hmm. Um but the uh in my opinion they I forgot about the ending. They completely ruined the ending instead of leaving it a it was this big like push and pull with um religion versus science. Yeah. And um could have been a really good ending leaving it up in the air and they kind of tied it up they had to close it out yeah i don't remember that they what, what was the closing thing oh it's been out for so long spoiler alert <laughs> go ahead <laughs> so uh the scientist who goes into the the capsule Jody. she's she's always like you know i'm i'm all about science i'm all about science like you can't you can't prove that religion exists. You can prove that science exists. And so she has this experience in the capsule that only she has and that can't be proven by science. And she's swearing like up and down. I had this experience. It's real. And then basically she meets these beings at the end. They said like, Oh, there was back to me. There was like this eight hours that was unaccounted for. So your story is legit instead of, they could have just cut that part out and it would have been, there's like a whole trial and everything about (laughs) her lying. And it's really interesting. Huh. They're trying to get to the bottom of, are you telling the truth? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. It is. It's very all interesting. Right. Contact. All right. Nice. Contact. What else? Anything else you're you're digging into or want to watch? I don't get I actually don't get a chance to watch a lot of movies. So. Mm. I watched two recently. So I'll steal it from you. And I'll say, on the very far end of the uh, fantasy spectrum, we watched Warcraft. The uh, Like the video game? Like, but made into a movie. No way. Was Ozzy Osbourne in it? By the same guy that did uh, Moon. I've never seen any of these. You've never seen Moon? No. About the clones? No. Oh, my the God. Old, no. I don't know. Okay. So Duncan Jones, his name, he's actually uh, David Bowie's son. Okay. Um, made He made Moon. He made Source Code with Jake Gyllenhaal, sci-fi film. Okay. Uh, he I made, love Jake. Yeah, he made Warcraft. Warcraft is super fantasy it's based on a video game for those that don't know like the robes point and cloak tons of robes Uh, dude so many robes like big robes small robes fuzzy robes armored robes it's disgusting lots of robes uh it was entertaining i won't say it's great i won't say it's bad um didn't get very good reviews but watchable i can't imagine a warcraft game would ever get a good review that community is so no, they loved it. it. Really? The community, so I they think, loved, loved it. it. They okay. were like, oh my God, our video game fantasy is brought to the big screen. This is great. All right. So would that classify as a superhero movie? No, not even close. It's a- I don't know. It might, it's- It's a fantasy film. It's like, it's like Lord of the no, Rings. No, 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 no. Yeah. Superhero movies are a spectrum. No, they're not. 
Yes, they are. No. They are a spectrum, and I feel like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, all that fantasy stuff is in that spectrum, although it might be you know not as intense, but I do think there's something in there because, you know. I disagree. They've got, Com- su- they've got superpowers. Completely disagree. They've got superpowers. No, they're magicians. Unbelievable. Um, Either way, it's, do you a, classify, it's a bunch of shit that's not real. Do you classify M. Night Shyamalan's Unbreakable as a superhero film? No, but real quick, let's take an aside to M. Night Shyamalan's Split. I haven't seen it, have you? No, but it looks... It looks amazing. Amazing. And remember, I called yeah. Best Actor <laughs> Yep. for... Uh, what's his name? The guy who's pro- in pro- Filth. Professor X. Well, No, the guy who's... He was Professor in, X in X-Men. He was? Yeah, Charles Xavier in the new ones. I think, right? I'm talking about the guy who was in Filth. He's the guy who's in that film. My thing is anyway, we'll look it up. Um, Have you yeah, seen the trailer for Split? No. Oh, my God. I've heard... Yeah, James McAvoy. Yeah, McAvoy. Yeah, he Unbelievable. was Professor X. Freaking genius. Look at McAvoy. This. So Boom. excited. Charles Xavier. Got it. X-Men. Anyway, he plays this guy with like multiple personality disorder who abducts these women. It's crazy. Yeah. I think it's like thirty some different personalities. I think it's going to be good. Yeah. It's a, it's a PG thirteen. How is that PG thirteen? Seems horrifying. Money. Whew. They want to reach a broader audience. Yeah. It's all about marketing. Yeah. So, anyways. So where, okay. where, are we, where are we at? What are we talking about right now? <laughs> so I watched. We watched Jeez. Warcraft. It was okay uh, because she, my wife, wanted to watch it uh, last night. Watched a fantastic film that's been recommended to me over and over and over again, and I never had the chance to see it. Hell or High Water. Oh, I've heard good things about that. With uh, Chris Pine and, speaking of Warcraft, the same dude who played this character called The Guardian, uh, Ben Foster. Huh. Awesome movie. Super simple. It's like a a modern Western kind of uh, no country for old men style film set in Texas about two brothers who rob banks to uh, pay off their mom's mortgage. Um, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Dude, I'll take Jeff Bridges any any time of day. Yeah, the dude, man, it's great. He's 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 awesome. Do you like like deep family dramas that are borderline western? Uh, yeah. Frank, sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> with a little bit of bourbon at your side. Yeah, you do. Uh, it's great. Everyone should check it out. Hell or high water. Yeah, Beautifully man. shot, by the way. It's like everything's almost at sunset e kind yeah. of golden hour Texas like, uh, sun. No country for old men. Yeah, sort of golden type, type feel. Thing. It's really cool. Nice. So anyway, that's, that's cool. where I've been. Uh, I finished Westworld. Yeah. Speaking of westerns, God, wow. these segues are Have unbelievable. <laughs> I'm. I promised somebody I'd watch it. Oh, you got to watch it. But I've got to get the uh, HBO app. Yeah, you yeah. got to watch it. Um, Which I don't have right now. Now, so. yeah, it's like you definitely need to watch ten bucks. Westworld. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I like it. I will watch season two. Mm. Um, it's funny you're not usually a sci-fi. Guy. I'm not, but I, I and it took me episode four. I almost tapped out. It got real sleepy, oh, yeah. and it was just like, eh, where's this going? I think I'm losing interest. And then, bam! It gets pretty dark. It is real dark. Like, really, yeah. Delving into like Although I do have, humanity's I do have, I do have one thing I'm going to pull out, and those who've watched it will know what I'm talking about. And this should not give away the show. There is there is a moment where time passage plays in, mm-hmm. and one of the main characters, Anthony Hopkins, doesn't seem to age, although other people are aging. He does. There's a scene where no. you see him in the past. No. They digitally uh, unaged him. Yeah. No. I don't... Anthony Anthony Hopkins' character doesn't ever look younger, yet there's this other character in the film who's like 20 years has passed. The guy with the hat. Mm-hmm. The guy who yeah. owns the park. Yep. He's like aged 20 years, but Anthony Hopkins always stays the same, which is doesn't make any sense to me. It, it's... Hmm. It doesn't work. So that it falls apart there. Chime in on that if you guys are out there on the internets. Chime in. What do you think? Am I right? Am I there, wrong? There could be a theory and a solution there. Well, though. I know. Yeah. Yeah, he's a freaking robot or some shit. He's a droid. Yeah. See, check that out. Anthony Hopkins de-aging digital. Him in the past. Boom. 
That, you, that shot was never in the show. Yeah, it was. For Where? those of you who can't see my phone right now, I, I don't know why the video on this podcast isn't working very well. Uh, we'll post that on Instagram so you can see the what? argument conversation right. piece here. I don't remember seeing that. Yeah. Anyways. All right, Westworld's good. Uh, Speaking of digital de-aging and uh, sci-fi films and Rogue One, the new Star Wars did a bunch of that. They recreated a bunch of... Not a bunch, but two old actors and put them in the film as their younger versions of themselves. One of which was has been deceased for a long time. Huh. They recreated him digitally and then used another actor to play his voice. Wow. It's crazy. And then they uh, made Leia younger wow. as well with digital technology. <laughs> Welcome to the future, boys. R.I.P. Yeah. Our, our jobs are going away because everything's going to be done in computers now. Well, <laughs> that could be the case. We'll see. There, there'll be a resistance. Don't uh, need but I don't want to jump too far away from this initial tease of superhero commentary. I don't know that we've Go officially... Ahead. Have we had this discussion officially with Frank? Has he entered in? Has he weighed in? Has he chosen a side? I don't think because so. Because right now... Darker the light side of the Right forest. now, we actually had a mic go down in the studio. So me and Alex are talking on the same microphone with the Super 8 pattern. So it's... Both we're, sides. We're basically making out right now. It's, it's pretty gnarly. Yeah. The only thing between us is a thin layer <laughs> of foam. Yes. This is kind of weird. Well... I'm, I like it. I'm okay with it. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, me and Alex are over here cuddled up on one side of the room. Yeah. And... Brandon's actually sitting on my lap. <laughs> um, and, and Frank is... On the other side of the room. Yeah. But this could all change right now. Because, Frank, you got to make a decision on where you stand on yeah. the superhero debate. Do you stand in solidarity with Alex, a man who appreciates... Amongst the light. A good time. The men of good. He appreciates, let's just let loose and appreciate, you know, some fun times and some superhero powers. And there's no wrong. It's all good. It's all quality. It was a fun time. I love superhero movies. Or do you stand with Brandon, who thinks that superhero films are mindless rubbish, the bane of humanity. Truth. The thing pulling our society down and apart. Yes. Where do you stand? So I have a question for Brandon. You said you, with exception to Christopher Nolan's Batman. So yes, you, you I consider give ex- that a superhero. I movie. give exception to The Dark Knight. Why do you consider that a superhero movie? The Dark Knight. Yep. Well, it's com- completely. He doesn't have superpowers. It's completely a superhero movie. He doesn't have superhero powers. Superpowers. He's just a hero. So where do you draw the line? A rich hero. Well, and that's probably why I like The Dark Knight, because nor does the Joker. The Joker doesn't have superhero powers either. He's just a psychological nut job. I guess. So I think, I guess what, what, where that lands is in the spectrum is that the backstory of Batman, the comic, some of the So based on a comic, is that the line? Based on a well, comic? Well, I'm just saying it's... Plays into it? That's, it's getting an, an exception for the reasons that you're talking about. If it was, i.e., Iron Man, Spider-Man, all that crap, it's just hideous garbage. Okay, so... What's funny is the first few Iron Men have nobody with superpowers either. It's just a rich man in his toys, but it's played a little more comically, which I think you don't approve of. Hmm. Take it. Know. Revisit Iron Man. No. <laughs> it's horrible. I've watched it. It's the worst stuff I've ever seen. You gotta answer that the is, question. That is a good point about Iron Man. Yeah. You gotta answer the question. So here's I I love hero movies. I do not love superhero movies. Hmm. Aren't all movies hero movies? Yes. Isn't that the point? Almost. Heroes and villains. The hero's Almost. journey. Gotcha. Anti heroes. So are there heroes? any superhero movies that you do like? Yes. So I'd say I'm eighty percent Camp Brandon. Well then you're eighty percent my enemy. <laughs> <laughs> There's, I'm 20% your friend. But listen, there's no, there is no, it's a yes or a no. You're either in or you're out. And if you're 80% in, then you either go all in or you go all out. I guess we'll have to round up. Round up or round down in your, in your <laughs> situation. <laughs> so you're going to say, if you got to make a decision If, if we today, have to be absolute. Absolute. Yes. Life or death. Do not like superhero movies. 
Yes. That is um, a clap of truth and dignity. FTB Podcast would now like to put out a call for a uh, producer for a podcast. <laughs> Must enjoy superhero films. <laughs> oh, goodness. Dang Anyways. it. All right, we're one down. We're man down. It happens. It Our happens. ship's getting lighter. <laughs> Our Anyways. forces are dwindling. All right, I want to I shift this conversation. We, we love this conversation, we but I'm going to shift Go it. Go ahead. Uh, and what I what I want to know is um, what are you working on right now? Other than this podcast, <laughs> this Besides podcast is a this podcast. This podcast is a big thing. Um, there's actually what I'm doing is, um, in addition to videos, I do uh, I used to do websites, and so I don't want to do websites anymore. So I'm wrapping up all those. Okay, cool. That's a that's a big chunk of my time right, right. there. Uh, two video projects that we recently wrapped on. Uh, I did this uh, tour video for a uh, food manufacturer, cool. um, kind of like a how it's made mm. um, episode. And then uh, there's also like a silly promotional music video type of thing that we are actually wrapping up today. Cool, man. So. Very cool. So one of the things that us film nerd creative types always want to know, and I know all of our listeners want to know. Of course. What is your package? <laughs> Show us your package. What What are you working with? What kind of tools you got? What are, What's your What's the tools of the craft to achieve these things that you've just talked about? Specifically, camera side. So, camera side, camera support as well. Camera support. Uh, camera side. I rent the camera for the project. Um, the only camera I own is just uh, two DSLR cameras. Nice. Um, and then. But supporting package, well, I have. Well, well, yeah, give us more than that. Okay, there's communities out here that fight over this stuff. Are we yeah. are you Canon? Are we Nikon? Sony? Are we Sony? Where are we living? Um, the, I'll just okay. So the uh, the tour video I did, mm-hmm. um, I shot that on a A7S II. All right, um, nice. Needed something that just fit the bill. Perfectly yeah, low for, light, shoot available light, you can go yep. anywhere. Cool. Um, there was a project I did with we used the uh, Blackmagic uh, Ursa Mini. Ooh, um, every, and the a lot of people like pocket that. camera. Good reviews, yeah. Cool. Um, not a huge it. fan of the pocket camera. No. Yeah, no. It's God like God. a super 16 size sensor or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Micro um, four thirds, I believe. And then the uh, use the C300 as well. Mark one or two? One. Gotcha. Nice. Those have always been great cameras. Ergonomics, it's great. look, fantastic. I approve of your philosophy. I too like uh, using a tool palette philosophy the right paint for the job you're not a fanboy no i love the alexa but i'm a believer that if i'm going to shoot sci-fi it's going to have it on a red i'm going to send you a list of sci-fi films that have shot on the alexa <laughs> <laughs> and say that uh i, I respect your <laughs> the underlying philosophy but it's not the only thing that matters no, I, I get it. I'm just saying. There's like certain things have different qualities. Mm-hmm. Alexa's just buttery. <laughs> you know what I mean? Depends it's, on the lenses. I don't too. know, but it's yeah. butter. It is butter. Depends on the lenses. Love it. Anyways, the red is a little sharper in country. Cool. So you're doing a couple of uh, of those things. Any um, anything in the hopper? Anything that you're like pre pro on? That's kind of cool. It's always, but um, there's a short film. Um, that's definitely in pre-production that just ke- kind of keeps getting pushed back. Um, can, I'm we working... get, can we get a log line? What's a tease? What's our log line tease on this thing? A man starts there. a podcast. <laughs> um, there's a strange knock on the door, and it's not what you expect. All right. How about that? To start? <laughs> I'm teased. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's good. All right. Yeah, the reason I ask that is because I've been, me and Alex have been really pushing on getting our film Kill Game ready, and so part of that is you know submissions. You know mm-hmm. we're using without a box. You got to have your log line. You got to have all that stuff. Synopsis. synopsis yeah. So actually, um, you guys want to hear what, what we got? Read it. Read so the log line. This is uh, the log line. This is where we landed. Um, pretty excited about it. Not like C log or yeah. S log. Um, Just the log line. Yeah. Three hitmen meet at a sleepy diner for a friendly game of cards only to find out that the deck is stacked against them. Nice. Yeah. 
So poetic. And then we got a nice little synopsis going where we introduce the characters. So we're super excited. Um, Alex, you want to tell people where we where we landed on uh, where, color, where we stand? Yeah, where, where are we at on this thing? So color's done. We got the final grade. Sounds done. It's beautiful, by the way. Everything's beautiful. Yeah, it sounds good. It looks good. And kudos to the sound images team, uh, Adam and Bart. They killed it all. Everything in this film they created. Everything except for the dialogue. The dialogue, which we have to give props to to our buddy Josh. I mean, yeah, he Josh captured really clean signal. Yeah, really good audio. Really good audio. They were able to really work with it in in post. But um, all the foley, the all design, the sounds, all the, the sound score. mixing, and the score were all original. Um, they even wrote a song. Right. They wrote like a pop, like a song in the intro. Yeah. If 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 but but I'm gonna step back. If it was at a four before like overall quality it's not an eight easily you would you were you were coming in at a four <laughs> if you I, go unmixed sound uncolored four i don't know i saw it last time i was here and i'd say it was higher than a four before yeah that but you saw a mix with mix that's with sound mix. yeah not with all the you're sound. talking about you're talking about the the content edit only no i think it's higher than four contents like a I would, it's like a four and a half. I would give it a four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, no. It's uh, what yeah. I'm saying is they doubled the quality of the overall product, basically, in in terms of color, sound. It's light years above what. It yeah, yeah, yeah. Sound yeah. images. Brandon Kramer uh, doing color together. Yeah, they've everything is stepped up yeah, ten notches. It's great. Yeah, but I mean, the story is they didn't. You know, the story didn't change. Yeah, the story was at least a five. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the guys who came up with it are kind of idiots. <laughs> true, 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 true. The writing, the writer yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, Brandon Howe. Brandon Howe was great. So anyway, long story short, this thing is pretty much done. We will be submitting to uh, the Nashville Film Festival today. Yeah. <laughs> we got <laughs> Considering like, it's the deadline. Jump on it. Um, and then we're going to submit to, you know, uh, 10, 12, 15, however many we festivals. Got, we got a list of 15 right now. Yeah, we're going to go to, uh, we're going to try to get into Aspen Short Fest. Yep. San Francisco Short Fest. I think the last submission on the list ends in May. Atlanta. So between Film now Festival, and May. New Orleans. There's like 15. Yeah. DC Shorts. DC Short. I think Aspen, I was looking at, one of the longest running. Short film Short films. Like 26 years or something. I know. Oscar qualifying. Yeah. So who knows? We'll see what happens. At the end of the day, um, it's been a, a really fun time. We've learned a lot. Yeah. And we hope people enjoy it. Yeah. We got to, uh, there's actually one other thing other than submissions to wrap this thing up that we have to do. What's that? It's we have to fulfill our Indiegogo investors and backers. Dreams. Contribution goals, whatever. Yeah. Well, we got to give away Our credits. promises. We got to give away credits. Yeah. And then we're gonna throw a screen. We cre- we keep our promises. Yeah, there'll be a screening. It's yeah. coming. I'm just saying, if you guys out there are looking to fund your film off of a crowd funding site, you gotta come through. Yeah, and we've not yeah. done a great job of that. No, the updates have been scarce. Yeah, but it's we're we're holding time. up our end of the bar. I just know there's some some deals out there that dudes never get their films or their t-shirts or whatever. True. And True it's story. a risk a risky run, kind of. Yeah. So anyway, that's kind of what we've been doing. But that leads along with other stuff. Speaking of pre-pro and and thinking about new short films, you've uh, you've been bounced around some ideas. There's a new film. It's a new <laughs> Already, film. Uh, we. I've been thinking about this film. I've been. I love rom coms, not rom cops or cop roms like cop your roms. wife. Uh, but I love a good rom com. I love a love story, um, and I enjoy them. Very much. And so I've always thought, man, how fun would it be to do a love story? You're just a romantic guy. I am a romantic guy. And so um, I had this idea um, of, you know, because this has happened to me throughout my life, and I think everybody can relate to this, is everyone has had an interaction at a restaurant or a coffee shop or a bar where they've had chemistry with the other person on the other side of the counter. Um, and that chemistry, it doesn't always have to be, you know, sexual or, you know, whatever, but there's chemistry when you feel a connection, right. Or you feel, you know, you might have a crush on somebody or you, you know, you feel good that all oh, this, you know, cute girl or cute guy was nice to me or whatever. And I thought, what if we explored that? And what if it was a guy 
who basically starts to fall in love with the girl at the coffee shop drive-thru, like Starbucks drive-thru. But the entire relationship happens through the speaker box. <laughs> and I thought that would be really fun to like let that moment happen. And so we're, we're I want to see it. I want to tell the story a little bit like Groundhog Day, where the film opens up with a guy pulling up to the drive-thru and he's talking in the speaker box. And that's where the relationship starts. And then he gets his coffee. He drives off. The next day, he pulls through the drive-thru again. And so you see this through these short conversations. You see this relationship evolve until one day he gets the courage to go inside. And he pours out his heart, Jerry Maguire style, um, the whole deal. And he is expecting a, you had me at hello, Renee Zellweger response. And that is not what happens. And that's where the film really gets fun and interesting. I'm not going to give it away because I've already given away too much. So you filmmakers out there, feel free to riff on my idea. Um, you know, I'm not going to hold you to it. There's plenty of room for great romantic comedies out there. Uh, but our resolution we think is really fun and unique. And um, I said to Alex, hey, you want to make a rom-com? Here's this idea. And you said you'd do it. And I said, who's Gary Maguire? <laughs> So, uh, so so far, this film, uh, which we're referring to as Whipped, has a director, a director of photography, and a producer. We've aligned with Sarah Kinney, who she's produced some stuff with Leapframe. She's uh, given the verbal that she would produce it. Mm -hmm. We have a designer. Um, we have two designers. And uh, ultimately, there's a guy here right now. We're going to put him on air. Uh, Kyle, you're on air on Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. How are you? Am I really now? Yeah, you are. Uh, that's probably why I didn't pick up the call. So I know you might need some stuff from me for our, quote, projects, and we're wrapping up here, so I'll be back to the office shortly. Sounds good. You uh, guys have a fun time. But uh, we just were actually, as soon as you called, we were talking about the new r romantic comedy, Whipped, and how we've uh, yeah. we we've got a team uh, ready, and we uh, got, got some pretty cool ideas. Oh yeah, dude, I'm excited. I think it's gonna be a little fun thing. Nice, awesome. All right, man. Well, we're uh, I think we're gonna have you on the show in a couple weeks to talk about sort of like you know getting your brand right and designing and sort of positioning. I know you've done a lot of work with uh, the new Leapframe branding. So, um, can I get a verbal commitment that you'll come on the show? Oh, for sure. I'll, I love hanging with you guys. All right, cool, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. What a nice guy. That's what we do on the show. Sometimes we just. Pull people off the phone. Pull them off the phone. So anyway. Cool. Uh, whipped. Same. Whipped is coming. Romantic comedy. It's going to be a short. We've learned a lot from the first short. This yeah. one is actually going to be a short. Yeah. The first one was kind of a long short. Nah, 20 minutes short. Anything under 40 minutes is a short. Brandon. True. But this one we're going to, we're shooting for like an internet short. Five to seven. Yeah. So Frank, I got a question. Yep. You're starting a new short film. Starting a few other things. Starting this. Starting... Specifically in the narrative sense, in project sense, how do you how do you come up with ideas? How do you start a project from scratch? That's a very broad question. It is. It's very broad, but in in narrative sense. So the short film, for example, are you involved with idea generation? Who came up with it? How did you begin? Yeah. Um, so on this one, I'm actually working with a um, aspiring screenwriter. Um, so actually, I'm I'm part of um, the board of Film Dayton. Uh, the the Dayton's, Dayton's Film Commission, and there's a uh, a member of Film Dayton who is uh, still in, high, it's in in her senior year of high school, and she's an aspiring screenwriter. So I brought her on to do like just a little three minute short film. Cool. Do you know Dave Gaylor? No. See, he's know. in our film. He's he's the Rooker character. He's from Dayton. Okay. And so Stephen Callen Callen. Yeah. How do you say his last name? Stephen Stralick. Yeah, Stralick. Yeah. He no. uh, he's from Dayton. The two Dayton guys in our film. No? If you need talent, all right, hit him up. Anyway, but um, so I um, met with her. We kicked around some ideas together. Um, we found one that I liked well enough to make, and sent her off to write a draft. She came back to me, and I tore it all apart. And then <laughs> she went and nice kept revising. In the in the first idea generation stuff, is it was it all based on location on budget? How do you base 
what idea you're going to do because some are just too big, some are too small. Absolutely. The um, I gave her a ton of restraints to work with because I think things work better when you have mm-hmm. the restraints laid out and you're realistic about them. So this is tiny budget. We're probably talking, you know, a few hundred to maybe two thousand um, dollars. Three minutes, one location, one to two actors, minimal dialogue, and no period pieces. Oh, I was going to ask, do you set a genre at that point? Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. Open slate. Yep. Yeah. Blank slate. But, but with the budget, you can, I mean, almost rule out a period. Unless exactly. you just happen to be sitting on top of like great costume wardrobes. Yeah. From so the, the interesting, the interesting thing about this is it's we're on the fence on whether to make it. I, I started out saying no period, like not a period, but we're toying with the idea of setting in the late nineties, which could be doable. Yeah. Yeah, but that's Still not really. Some of that stuff around. I would call it period. Yeah, you're not. We're not talking about twenties, forties. Yeah. Yeah. Eighteen hundreds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, obviously, horror. Suspense with a twist. Okay, okay. cool. Yeah, that's all right. In my mind, that is the easiest genre to do on a budget. I don't. I. I don't. Yeah. I don't agree. I, I completely agree. I don't agree. I agree with my. I statement. think. <laughs> I think that. I think that bad horror is just shitty movie. I never said anything about bad or good. Successfully pull off with limited funds. Look at all the most successful, highest grossing films in the box office, especially today. You look at something like Paranormal Activity, the Blair Witch Project, made for what, like 50K? Okay, your point's They go on to gross been made. $400 million. Your point's been made. It's what the public wants, Brandon. <laughs> all right, I get it. <laughs> anyway. I get it. That's kind of how we started Kill Game, though. I know we've talked about it before, but you, you, we set constraints. Yeah, we said single location. Yep. Limited actors. Yep. Which one, led us into one scene, one situation. Yeah, which led us yeah. into a genre. Which essentially, for me, of that thinking and of that philosophy, um, phone booth is a standout. It was a masterful work, mm-hmm. and I brought it up on a couple shows ago. Money Monster works much the same way. It happens all in a newsroom. Until he leaves towards the end, but it's very confined, very constrained. Yeah, and I think phone booth was super low budget, like twenty million. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Um, so the, the nice thing about this, uh, these little short films for me at least, is that um, I I basically own all my own equipment. I have enough yeah to do these, um, and it's just basically the only rental expense would be. Do I want to rent a camera for this? Right. And then do I want to stabilize the camera? Yeah. All right. Sweet. Speaking of constraints, we have given you constraints with this podcast. Very little budget, very broad ideas, and a community that is uh, smoldering with energy on the Slack group. Hundreds of people in the Slack group. Smoldering. And, uh, Smoldering, you like that? <laughs> I do. And uh, and it kind of assumes that they've been smothered. And in we've the past got week. listeners all over the world, and we have gotten to a place where we have we've been able to take it as far as we can take it. What is your plan? What can what can this is ultimately why you're on the show? And people, you know, want to know what are you going to do with this podcast? Do you have a plan? As a producer, what is that plan? What can people expect? 2017 is no longer our podcast. It's Frank's podcast. Frank the Man of Steel is going to dictate the future of all of us. Go. Well, the nice thing is that you left me a good framework to work from. I don't have to scrap everything and start from nothing. Um, but I think we're, you know, we're cruising along in a car, but we just have the emergency brake on right now. And we can keep pressing that pedal, the gas pedal, faster, but... It's just that, not. That's why it smells like something's burning. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Smoldering. 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 So I'm going to take off the emergency brake. Things are going to run smoother, and we're going to be able to accelerate quicker. Um, wow. They, <laughs> this is amazing. I like where this is going. <laughs> if you so, need me to navigate, I'm, I'm, in the, I'm right here. It's <laughs> a driverless car. I'm in the back. <laughs> so there's, um, I'm working on uh, processes, lists, um, 
especially with the contributor episodes, um, episodes when we start bringing in additional people for mm -hmm. those, there's just going to have to be a better process in yeah. place. There's going to be yeah. like small checklists that they tick yeah, off. Quality control. But I do, I do want to hear, are you going to bring us a, a good variety of places? I'd love to hear like what's happening in Idaho, Montana, Wichita, Denver, um, Seattle. Yes. Okay, great. And I'd love to hear the foreign side of things. Oh yeah, London, London New Zealand. Yes, we did. We I touched need, on yeah, some. We bit, need but some we need accents, some variety. Yeah. Okay, Cutter. Cutter. <laughs> yeah. If you can pull off a contributor podcast from Cutter, I retire. <laughs> Done. Because <laughs> you know how hard it is to drink bourbon and Cutter. It's really hard. <laughs> we went let through. alone to drink bourbon and do a filmmaking podcast. Uh, it's almost impossible. Even as an expat. expat. <laughs> yeah. As an expat who's a filmmaker, you got to jump through hoops to get that done. Uh, uh, okay, so you've got a plan. You're going to talk about some things. Is there a format? Is there a, you know? Is there something people you know, you know, can think about like how this thing's going to unfold throughout the year? Or yes. are we just going to do what we've always done and just talk about stuff? So this year is going to have. Um, we talked about the car. We're going to have the GPS roadmap, so we don't need Alex. Um, <laughs> Peace. <laughs> um, so basically, we're going to start, you know, start of the new year, starting fresh, talking about new projects on the horizon. And so we are just going to um, take the listeners and have them take us also through the process of taking a project from conception to film submission. Cool. Nice. And every month's going to have a general topic. Like a theme? Yes. Okay general theme for that along the the road that we at least touch on in the episode right yes so can i assume that january has something to do with like ideation planning pre-production ish or what uh goals resources starting your project um starting your business if you haven't done that or you're thinking about doing that making the jump from part-time to full-time or a freelancer cool. okay cool so with that in mind if you are a regular listener uh, one, we'd love to hear from you. Join our Slack group. Go to fdbpodcast.com, find the links, join the Slack group. We'll get you in. Um, and when you're in the Slack group, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what you want to hear from us when it comes to starting your business, running running the mm -hmm. deal, launching your brand, whatever that might be. That's what we're going to be talking about a lot this month. So here, uh, here's, here's the ask. So we want to hear from you. Um, also, hit us up, as always, at fdbpodcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, we usually communicate fairly well um, if we can. So we try. Let us know uh, what are the questions you want answered as we navigate through the month of January and talk about everything that it takes to start and run and launch and get things prepared for the new year. Speaking of that, of yes. Slack. So it's broken into a bunch of groups. Yep, cinematography, all those different uh, types. I think we should start, speaking of starting, we should start a new channel based on pre production. For people to specifically talk ah, about that, okay, idea generation. I'm fine with that. How to raise funds, et cetera, et cetera. Done. That way, that's all. Okay. Done. Put in that little box. Great. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, Sweet. Hey, can we tease who's next week? I guess I don't. It's, it's confirmed next week, right? Yes. We're good to go. So next week, speaking of starting, we're gonna do a little continuing, and we're gonna have on our good buddy Brad Gollowin. Yeah, we like Brad. Who hasn't been on the show in a long time. Um, he's been traveling Europe. He's been traveling Europe with a big rock band. Um, I'll let him explain that. Uh, he's got a new short film that we shot finally dropping, but he can take us through the process of how he started that project, where it's at now, and how you start things in the future. Yeah, that's great. Cool. I can't wait. All right, guys. Should be a good one. Yeah. Um, anything else? No. Anything else, producer? Oh, um, go ahead. I'm I'm very active on Slack. Um, like I said, just post a bunch of stuff, and most likely I'll I'll have something to say. What's your uh, What's your Slack? You, you, everybody's got a handle. I'm Brandon, I think. Or B. Ferris, one of the two. I'm like Alexander dot something, or what's your? I'm Steel F E. Steel, Steel F E. Steel E F E. Nice. Yes. Like awesome. F E is an iron. Yes. Gotcha. Um, cool. I have one last thing to say. Whoa! Did you just go periodic table? Yeah. <laughs> That was amazing. That was my former nice. major. Anyway, um, one last Weren't thing. Weren't you a biologist? 
Marine biology. I started in chemistry. Oh, okay. And Sorry. then went to physics. And, and then you became a, a uh, lifeguard. Yeah. And then I'm whatever I am now. One final note. Yes. Happy New Year. Yeah, man. It's to new you, year. to everyone out there. Is this the first This episode? is the first episode of the 2017? new year. Wow. 2017. Wow. Crazy thought on that. We are almost going to double the amount of podcasts after this year is over that we have. Wow. What? Uh, we're sticking the one a week. It's 52 additional podcasts we're going to have. We're going to have over 150? Something Man. like that? With, uh, yeah, I don't 125 know. 125-ish. Things could shut down. We're crushing it. <laughs> Anyway, we're off to a great start. Um, yeah. This is it's been la- fun, last man. year was great. I think this I'm year's excited. only going to be better. So yeah, and welcome aboard. We really appreciate you a lot. You've done a killer job. Keep it up. How can people get connected to you? So I know uh, you obviously are a filmmaker. You're doing stuff as well aside from producing the show. What's a way? What's the best way for people to connect with you? You got a website. Right. You got a Twitter. What do you? What do you? Do? I'm, I'm. That's one of the things I am working on at the, this coming year. Um, so just beginning at the beginning of the year, but um, basically franksteel.info. All right. Just go to that. Right now, it just links to my Facebook Boom, page. right there. So if you're in the Midwest, if you're uh, looking for a guy who uh, can make things happen, a filmmaker with, uh, I mean, you are you can do it all, right? Run and gun, shoot, cut, edit, the whole deal, right? Yep. So uh, look him up, and otherwise you'll catch him in the Slack group, and you'll uh, not see him as he lingers in the dark corners of the FTB podcast, making it happen behind the scenes. Absolutely. So, um, all right. Well, it's good to have you on board, my friend, fellow superhero, <laughs> hating yeah. cohort. I, I see where you're going. <laughs> I'm going to end it on a positive note <laughs> and say welcome to the new year. Uh, thanks for sticking with us and stay tuned for great new content. Cheers, man. Cheers. Cheers. This podcast was recorded live at Sound Images Studio. Find out more at soundimages.com.